people started asking me at recess, oh, we heard you're going to fight Shauna after school at the, on the other side of the handball courts. And I was like, I am. And so I remember being so scared all day because I was like, I don't I never even I don't even know this girl. Right? right. But she was like a big girl in school. And I was like, OK, yeah, she's three times my size. Like, Were you thinking about any type of like specific tactics? type? Oh, tactics? yeah. I was like my mom always told me, like, if someone starts a fight with you and you don't finish it, don't come home. So time out. But no one really started this fight. Someone no, in the ether of the 100%, world started. I was like going to have to throw down with her. <laughs> There was no way there was no option to call my mom or to like there, there was none of that back in the day. So yeah. I was like, OK, I'm getting in a fight like I'm getting in a, my first fight in like fifth grade with this girl that's in sixth grade, three times my size. And I'm probably not going to win, but I have to fight. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Copelands. We are entrepreneurs, parents, business and life coaches. Lifelong learners and so much more. On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. <laughs> From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of. We tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your favor. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh, and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. It's so great to see you. It's great to see you too. You um, are a handsome man. You are a beautiful woman. Well, thank you. <laughs> Maybe this is why you, we've been you married say for that, 19 years. You say years. that to all the husbands. No, I only have one. <laughs> I can only handle one. You've said that before. What? You can only handle one one wife. Yeah. Like if we talk about cheating or something, yeah. you're like, just the thought of keeping managing my that. story straight and managing that is just exhausting. It's too much. It's just you're lazy when yeah. it comes to stuff like that. Well, thank you for being lazy. I guess I'm lazy too. <laughs> it sounds like a really bad reason not to do it. Yeah, especially because I just listened to this podcast where this guy was a doctor in Italy and mm -hmm. he went to the States for something to perform this like miraculous trachea surgery and winds up um, he's going to be interviewed by this journalist and she's pissed off because he's late to the interview and then he walks in and she's like, it was like love at first sight. So they fall madly in love with each other. And they start planning this wedding. He's like living with her half the time, but he's a surgeon. So he's traveling all over. Come to find out he was married with small children the whole time. Damn. But he literally planned like the most extravagant wedding, met her whole family, did this interview, you know, on television, like in New York, uh, was living this whole double <laughs> life. Like, where was your wife and how does she not know this? Not speaking English and not knowing what you're saying on TV or something? Yeah, or, I just, I, yeah. I mean... So I'm glad that you just don't have it in you to, that's a lot to manage. But I mean, you, you think about like doing something like that. And mm -hmm. what you told me is that he had a wife, mm -hmm. she was in, in, Italian, she mm -hmm. lived in Italy, he had small children, right? All mm -hmm. the, and so it is possible that she's not watching American news yeah, or she's American. she's busy watching her damn kids. Right. So, so you're lucky you're just not like some... <laughs> 
<laughs> what stay at home <laughs> Italian wife who doesn't yeah. speak English? Because yeah. then you'd be running yeah, a game, running running game on me. <laughs> <Just okay. laughs> oh God, this has gone too far. Oh my goodness, um, that that is a, a bizarre and crazy yeah. story. So, is that your what in the world? Is no, that, no. I have a couple of what in the world. Okay. So wait, can we like you know preface this episode? What's yeah. this episode about? I think we have been astonished by a few things that we have interacted <laughs> with um, lately. On, uh, lately through news, mm -hmm. just in reality. And so I think um, we'll have a little fun mm -hmm. and we'll talk a lot about those things. But some of those things are like real big issues that if it continues could um, really damage the, yeah. the, you know, our democracy. Well, <laughs> it's, country, I don't even, well, a, let me say, we're not going to be talking about a ton of politics. No, we won't talk about politics. However, one of the reasons we wanted to have this episode, which is just going to probably be fun. Like we want our audience to kind of listen and chime in on some of this stuff, but this is more like stuff that we talk about and laugh at right. together. Right. And I was talking to my stepmom, Robin, who came and spent the night with us last night. And she was like, how is it being empty nesters? And I was like, we have so much fucking fun. Yeah. Like we literally just are laughing constantly. And so the other night we were laughing so hard and we were like, OK, this stuff is stuff that we need to know if other people are talking about this. And so we took some quick notes and. Um, and that's what we wanted to do on the podcast today was just share some of the stuff that cracks us up. And I guess it is an episode along the lines of what in the world. Yeah. And okay. So who's going to start? Oh, you start. You got your notes already. Well, I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> let me just say. Well, okay. Okay. So I asked you the other night, the other night you uh, said, have you ever been bullied? Yeah. Have like you ever been randomly. And I was like, uh, no, well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. But in like, I, I don't know, it must have been like fourth or fifth grade. Some girl in the school started telling people she was going to fight me after school. Yeah. And I was like, wait, me? Like, I, I don't even know this girl. <laughs> so it's like this whole thing. And all day long, I'm like, why? Like, why right. me? And everyone's like, oh, is it true? You're going to fight with, let's say her name was Shauna. I don't remember. Why Shauna? I don't know. Don't you like your sister? Well, has a friend yeah, named we Shana. have a really good family friend. Name. But let's just say her name was Shauna. I don't okay. know. And so all day long, I'm like, oh my God, what did I do to her? Like, why is everyone asking me if I'm going to fight her? Wait, you, you didn't have it. You didn't I have didn't it, have any interaction. No with, conflict. She was not in my class. So someone I had, conjured this up and said. I, I don't know. So you had a, a regular old Don King at your, your school. Don King. Yeah. Don King a fight is promoter. A, a fight promoter. Literally. <laughs> making that's what up happened. matches. <laughs> and then so people started asking me at recess, oh, we heard you're going to fight Shauna after school at the on the other side of the handball court. And I was like, I am. <laughs> and so I remember being so scared all day because I was like, I don't I never even I don't even know this girl. Right? right. But she was like a big girl in school. And I was like, OK, yeah, she's three times my size. Like, Were you thinking about any type of like specific tactics? type? Oh, tactics? yeah. I was like my mom always told me, like, if someone starts a fight with you and you don't finish it, don't come home. So time out. But no one really started this fight. Someone no, in the ether of the 100 percent. I was like going to have to throw down with her. <laughs> there was no way there was no option to call my mom or to like there, there was none of that back in the day. So but I was like, OK, I'm getting in a fight like I'm getting in a 
my first fight in like fifth grade with this girl that's in sixth grade, three times my size. And I'm probably not going to win, but I have to fight. Well, you're not going to win because you don't have enough motivation. No, like, I fights don't even are so, know what I did. <laughs> fights are about anger. <laughs> she didn't right? steal my little fourth grade boyfriend. Right. Nothing. Like, like you need a little juice. Yeah. Like you needed some type of like, so, like conflict or some type yeah. of disrespect to like yeah. fuel you through that fight. You were, that was a lose, lose situation. So, you know, I went with my backpack after school <laughs> to the handball courts, like the whole school was talking about. And she came at me like, you know, all she was like, come with me on the other side of the handball courts. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, like, so you went away from the crowd are watching here, <laughs> but she wants to go behind and like, oh, God, I'm going to die. Right. And so I was like, well, OK, we're we're doing this. Like, maybe she doesn't want people to watch. <laughs> so we go behind the handball courts and she goes, I don't want to fight you. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know you. And she goes, yeah, we're not going to do this. We're just going to tell people that like we got over it or something. And I was like okay and she goes so let's just stay back here for a while and like we'll talk and then you know nobody will know and i was like what oh okay and so then she was like okay but don't act like you're my friend when we leave like let's just act like there was beef or something and i was like okay just kind of going with it and then she walked away and that was it that's actually the opposite of bullying but it was like (laughs) it's just like (laughs) i was worried all day like i don't even know this girl right but um, and then there were other fights like throughout high school and stuff. But those were fights. I wasn't bullied. It was like right. participative. You know, you're you're participating in this. Well, I just think about I think that question came up because I just thought about how the times have changed. Right. Wait, Really quick. Can I just say, remember the fight I told you I got in in high school? Where you choked the person where out? I choked the girl in yeah. my English class. Because she was just being rude and I just couldn't handle it anymore. So I jumped over the desk and choked her. So you were the bully. I wasn't the bully. She was bullying me actually because she thought she could just talk shit. It was the dumbest (laughs) thing. I'll talk about it in another episode. But fast forward, we went to my 20 year high school and high school reunion and her name was Rebecca Macias and we walked in and no shit. She was the first person I saw. And she like went like this and she pointed at me and she walked towards me and I was like, oh my God. Oh, are that we was the lady fight? who you pointed to and she went this. Right. Ah, ah, ah. No. <laughs> but she walked over to me and she hugged me and I was like, oh, okay, we're cool. We're not fighting. But I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen her since high school. So. Could, could you imagine she hugged you? She, she whispered in your ear. I haven't, bitch, got, I'm I, have, kill you. I haven't forgot the shit you did to me yeah. in high school. Well, uh, so we got over that. Oh, took wow. 20 years. Well, anyways, well, I, I why was just, did you ask me randomly? Because I, like this whole bullying thing is a big deal, right? Okay. And so, and people get bullied online, and I just felt like the definition of bullying has changed from generation to generation. Okay, right? Like when I was a kid, I think that, and we were both kids. If you had a bully, it was physical, mm-hmm. right? There was a physical alter, alter, altercation, or they they were a dominant force. So mm-hmm. they were the biggest kid in, in the school, mm-hmm. whatever Shana. the case, right? Mm-hmm. And and they just kind of imposed their will, right? But now it's like you, the bullying definition has changed. It's like someone who who basically trolls you mm-hmm. online is considered a bully. Well, can we circle back to this? Because I pulled up some data when you asked me the other night. But right. can you answer the question, sir? Yeah. Have so, you ever been bullied? So I have officially never been bullied. But I will tell you this. Tito Harris. Okay. Okay. What grade? 
he was in a junior and I think I, I was a freshman. Okay. Okay. He was on the football team. He was a big dude and he posed as a friend, mm-hmm. but he always had this like way about him that was like always like he going was trying little, to punk all, you. Yeah, trying to punk you like yeah. little to fight. And, and I'm a person that I, I just won't tolerate being punked. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so. But you I, were in ninth grade. I was in ninth grade and, and I, I would be you. willing to take, take one for the team just to like fight for mm-hmm. my right to be, you know, not bullied, not bullied. Okay. But I just felt like he just kind of was crossing the line a little too much. So I just like, didn't like to hang out with him. Right. But you told me more. He was like, he was kind of a dick. He like, was yeah. like, everything was like sarcastic. Everything yeah. was like, he was you know, he would take something. You, yeah. He just, like, just, con- just constantly yeah. just always <laughs> fucking like has something to say. Right. Like you would say something and he would, you know, you would say something funny and he, and someone would be yeah. Over the top, sarcastic about mm-hmm. what you said, mm-hmm. make what you said sound stupid, right? And then all it's just like, yeah. okay, dude, so I don't. He was messing with you. Yeah, he was just messing. But now he's like a crackhead on the streets. Well, so, so I mean, poor thing. I'm so sorry. Well, he but, shouldn't have been bullying. You know, you. but I was just like, yeah, hey, you know right. what? What goes you around, dish it out, right? <laughs> you dish it. So. But you said that you had a friend that was friends with him, and that used to piss you off. Yeah, so one of my good friends was kind of like friends with him, mm-hmm. and he would always kind of bring him around. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, I guess he had a relationship where he never messed with him. But mm-hmm. for me, I felt like I was, like, always someone he would just go a little too far with. Yeah. Um, and so it and bothered me. was this friend? Brandon? Yeah. Brandon? Damn you. Right. And so I just, you Did know, you ever tell Brandon he pissed you off by I'm pretty sure out? I said, man, dude, yeah. what's up with Tito, man? What, what's wrong with him? Right? <laughs> but you and, felt and like why he is chose his name him Tito? over you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, is that his full name? Right. But you're but, in 10th grade and your name's Tito. It, he was yeah, and so I, I don't. That was his, that was his r- real right. name. It mm-hmm. wasn't like there was another name, right? But um, yeah. So that was the so closest. You never fought him. No, no, never fought him. But you wanted to. Yeah, and then I think, but the thing with me, I was I wasn't a small kid mm-hmm. like growing up, so I never had any time I had altercations. It was usually with someone that was older than me, mm-hmm. right? And I think my friends will say that you know that I had moments where I was probably a bully, but I was never a bully. I never started anything. Oh, that you were a right, bully. Right, right. Well, that's what I've heard. Well, here's the thing. I never started anything. If people you know, did something to bother me, mm-hmm. I did have a quick fuse. And oh, so I would lose same. my temper, mm-hmm. and, and then I would just see red. Yeah. And I would just react. And I was very sorry after I reacted. And I would I would never antagonize people. I never like go went after small you know anyone because most people were, were smaller than me, mm-hmm. right? But um, if you if you if you crossed me, I was not gonna let that go. Mm. So okay, but so the bullying conversation came up because um, the bullying conversation. I just I ran across something that I was just like, this is interesting. Like right. this whole thing about bullying. Well, and so today my stepmom literally told me that someone she knows their kid was getting bullied and they just like decided to pack up and move to another city the whole family the whole family and she had a problem with that yeah fight your way out well here's the thing though i think in 2024 you can't say that oh you can't you can't tell people that because bullying's a real thing so you tell you can't tell someone pack a sock full of d batteries and just I mean, if you are a <laughs> kid on power and you watch, you know, Raising Canaan. Yeah. But the thing is, is there's different types of bullying now. Right. And I think it's serious because some bullying now leads to like suicide. Yeah. And that's awful to tell someone who's 
gone through that with their kid like oh that's stupid for you to pack up your family and go so i think that there's a different level of bullying now like we used, used to call it bagging di- do you people. think it's different or do well, you I'll think you, that so we're less fighters i think we're less fighters right i think that some people are very sensitive about that sort of thing right. and they think that it's not you know like it's not appropriate to make fun of a kid for us, it was like a rite of passage. Yeah. Like you got bagged yeah. on. It made you tough. And let me define this. So people don't know what you're saying. When you say bag, this is when you purposely make jokes about your friends, mm-hmm. right? Or anyone, mm-hmm. right? It's basically like you are a comedian. But it's what Tito it's, did to you. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, he was a bully, though. No, no, because he would have a problem if you made jokes about him. Uh-huh. And he would, like, try to step up to well, you. that's a narcissist. Try, right. And, like, bro, dude, right. You, you can't handle it. Right. But... In my entire friend circle growing up, you made jokes about each other. You talked about each other's mother. You talked about each other's family. Like, you know, things that were offline is like, because most of my friends didn't have dads. You just couldn't talk about not having a dad. That just, for whatever reason, would just like blow things out of proportion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But outside of that, fair game. Right. Funny you can't talk about the dads, but the mamas are free for all. Well, because everybody had a mom, and you knew it was it wasn't serious. Yeah. Right? Well, let me give you some stats. You don't know my dad, and you maybe you do when you're making jokes <laughs> maybe about. Maybe you him. don't know your daddy either. <laughs> so it's very prevalent in schools. Research shows that 20 percent of students age 12 through 18 experience bullying in the U.S. That's a lot. 20 percent. Okay, then cyberbullying many- with the rise of social media and digital communication, cyberbullying has become a significant concern because 15 to 35% of young people have experienced cyberbullying at some point. So I think cyberbullying is is worse. It, it, that's to me is a big problem. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, and this may be archaic and this may not be super aligned to like my value system as an adult, mm-hmm. but... Cyberbullying, there's no like you can't stop someone, you can't confront them necessarily, but they can they can do this and and there's no repercussions repercussions mm-hmm. at all. Well, okay, so then get this: thirty percent of LGBTQ plus youth have been bullied in school, mm-hmm. um, and that's not even including cyberbullying rates, right? right? And then it says like a global perspective rates obviously uh, vary, but they said that after like polling certain countries, it's reported that over 50% of children have experienced bullying in some in some form. And then workplace bullying, which is interesting because you're a grown ass human in the workplace, up to 40% of adults have reported experiencing bullying in the workplace. And the thing is, is like, obviously there's like serious long-term effects and whatever, childhood trauma, right? But can we just like, I don't know, there's a line of like, you're being bullied at work? Like, I wish somebody would. I, I wish a motherfucker would, like, at work? Yeah. And maybe it's like, like we watched the morning show. Right. Okay. Well, you're getting bullied potentially by like the boss. hundred percent. It's like right? a sexual predator type of thing. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not bullying. That's just a, a bad harassment. HR harassment issue. And I think, I think harassment essentially is, is a bullying. form of, a form right. of bullying. But I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so curious of like out of the percentage of kids that are bullied, how many fight back? Cause I, we were taught. You have to fight back. In order, my mom said, "Do not come home." Right, but I felt like it was like a public service announcement. In order to stop a bully, you have to confront the a bully. bully. Right, mm-hmm. you have to fight the bully. And I, I get that maybe that's not the right 
course of action. I get that it's dangerous. But now you, I think you call your parents and then your parents just relocate you. Or your parents come to the school and they confront and they fight, and they fight your battle. But I'm just curious if like, you know, were we taught wrong, right? But there's part of it to say that we've never been bullied because we've been willing to stand up for ourselves. Right? I think that would you would you say that bullying is more a term that's used in certain types of neighborhoods versus if you come from the hood, then you just gotta you gotta fight your battles. Yeah, I mean, because I remember being that's like, how it was. I, I got in the fight with this guy. I know he was a, f- a freshman in high school. I was uh, in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and he was bullying. Like he tried to bully me, and so I just got in a fight with him. And I did not win, mm-hmm. but I got a couple good shots in. Yeah. But you know what? Never had a problem with it again after that. But, you know, I want to be careful because we're kind of poking fun at it. But there are certain instances that I've heard that are like, oh, wow, that does need to be escalated. Like, that's a school district issue. Like, right. this is not a helicopter mom flying in trying to fight her 100%. kid's battle. And I mean, I think our kids would say at some point someone bullied them. Right. And for us, it was like, okay, well, we're teaching you how to treat other people. So if someone's not treating you well, then you have to stand up for yourself. Right. And that's kind of the the tone we always had. We didn't tell them, but we did say, you know, our mom told us don't come home unless you. And the kids never got into a physical Mm -hmm. altercation at school uh, at all. Like we didn't like, but I do think that there were some kids that shall remain anonymous that were little bitches to them. Yeah, but I think like that is the that is the I think that is normal for but kids. But we didn't get involved, right? And so like I think that there's a fine line between normal conflict that kids will have in school yeah. because they're learning this this Agreed. the different social behaviors, and I think that they have to navigate that. Yeah, I think that. Um, it is an unfortunate situation when you have a bigger kid that's trying to impose their will on a smaller kid. And so I get like parents getting involved. If I, if you know, you got a kid that's in in, junior, in high school and he's six, five, yeah. and he's bullying a kid that's five, six, right. There may be half the administrators may need to get involved because I don't expect that kid to try to stand up for themselves and just get beat up by someone. It, that could be extremely yeah, dangerous. I just think it's a sticky situation because yeah. nobody wants their kid to feel unsafe at school. 100%. And I think that's the, where it becomes an issue. Right. Right. But it's still, it's the same thing we went through. I definitely felt unsafe when Shauna was trying to <laughs> tell people the whole school we were fighting on the other side of the handball. It, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is no one ever in, in my school, with all the fights that we had, and we had ton- tons of fights, mm-hmm. no one ever died, yeah. right? People got you know in fights, and they got beat up, or whatever the case may be, and they won fights. But Now I- it's a humiliating thing, though, because the fights get filmed, they go on social right. media. I remember when Jasmine was in high school, and there was like a girl fight, and there were hundreds of social media clips just surfacing all over. You know, girls pull at their bras, and right. like it's embarrassing yeah, 100%. for a girl to fight. And so to know that that lives on the internet. I Forever. Think- I think you do have to kind of get involved for certain things. So right. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the fence about. Yeah. And I get that the world we live in is very different mm-hmm. and everything is filmed. And so I think that, um, 
you know, at, when you said that, it made me think, yeah, that that's yeah, wrong, right? And that lives in in in, yeah. in infamy forever, mm-hmm. especially if they, there's no context, yeah. right? There's no one to say, hey, in this video, mm-hmm. the kid that actually beat up the other kid right. was the one that was getting bullied, right? right? But she tore my daughter's bra off, and right. now her boobs are all over YouTube. <laughs> right, like, that's awful. Right, you and know? that lives on forever. Yeah. And they go to interview for a job, and you say, right, is that you? That right. That's Were you the girl that got bullied in 2024? <laughs> so, okay, so moving on from this, um, because that's not what the whole podcast is right. about. But then we were talking about like adult bullying, right. which was the Mark Zuckerberg issue where right. he had to go, you know, you want to yeah. talk about that? Yeah, so, um, so recently Mark Zuckerberg, obviously if you don't know who that is, he is the CEO of Meta or as known as we would all know it as Facebook. Facebook. Instagram. And so um, there was a Senate hearing um, with, uh, you know, a bunch of senators that, mm-hmm. you know, asked these uh, CEOs of these social media uh, platforms to basically stand up and and speak to the exploitation of kids, young children um, that were sexually ex- uh, exploited on social media. I don't think it was just sexually exploited, though. I think it was like it's Most harmful of, to children. Like well, children that was, have no place being on social media. No, They're these people cyber bullied. No, these people were they had pictures like these people. These children were abused, and some of it led to their own suicide, suicide and, mm-hmm. and harm to themselves because of all the social things that came along right. with this exploitation. Mm-hmm. And so the Senate um, Judiciary Committee hearing focused on the crisis of online child sexual exploitation. And then um, one of the senators asked Mark Zuckerberg, as he, he was lecturing him, mm-hmm. to stand up and turn around and apologize to the parents. Well, he basically said, you know, you've caused like the thing that you've that you created has caused all of these deaths and suicides in youth and what do you have to say for yourself you need to stand up and turn around and apologize to these parents and i watched the clip and he stood up and he turned around and he had an apology right and i thought oh my god how like humble do you have to be to number one bro you're talking to me like you're crazy (laughs) like that's kind of out of line. Right. What have you invented? What have you right. founded? And it wasn't intentional that, you know, these children are being harmed. It's intentional that we put out a social media network and then we maybe didn't know how it was going to impact children. But the same can be said for like total sidebar and then we'll come back to this. But do you know there's a trend right now of nine year old little girls going to Sephora? And buying like all this makeup and shit like it's a huge trend like eight and nine year old girls going to get these like hauls at Sephora and sharing all of their makeup that they got like on TikTok. And I'm like, girl, go play with a doll or something in Mm -hmm. your room. Yeah. So like is Sephora responsible for that? Because I think that's the parents fault. I think that and here's the thing. And we and this is a a good debate to have. And I think people should really think about this. But is it Facebook's fault? Is it Instagram's fault? Or is it the parents responsibility? Where's the parents? Right. And so here's the, 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 the dilemma of all this is you have a social media platform that has an algorithm and that algorithm gives you more of what you want to see. Right. But you can basically say that is a distributor, right? And so let's just say I have uh, Apple Music. It, it, you know, they have Eddie's 
plays Eddie's playlist mm-hmm. you know, at my station, and so it gives me more of the like music or music I've played over and over again. Right. Is 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 Apple responsible for the things I listen to, or I'm responsible for the things I'm listening to because I'm creating that indirectly, or because I like certain music. Or if you're a child and I'm your mother, I'm responsible for the music that you listen to. Right. But some people can say, okay, well, if Facebook is responsible, then what about music? Mm -hmm. What about movies and entertainment? Remember in the 90s when rap music was like a big deal? We had NWA and moms were trying to sue. And they were trying to band it. Yeah. And the reality is, is like, okay, don't let your kids listen to that music then. Right. That's it. Exactly. So so I think you don't want your kids on social media. I know lots of parents that, hey, my kid just doesn't have a phone or those apps are not allowed to be on my kid's phone and they're monitoring that. Okay, well, that seems like a responsible thing to do. And, you know, I don't know what the ages are that you stop monitoring that, but I think you should be a part of what what information, what shows, like what things your kids are consuming yeah, and that's your responsibility. So, so, uh, so I'll play devil's advocate. And so, the other side of that argument is saying, well, Facebook knew that the addictive nature of this platform, and there's no discretion. There's nothing out there, basically like cigarettes. Don't there's you nothing, have to be there's no to warn- an account? Though? No, there's no warning or anything when you're creating these accounts. You can create an account. Mm-hmm. I think you, I don't think that there's an age limit. There may be, but I don't think it's. I think it's 12 or older. Let's mm-hmm. just say 13 years or, old, or, or older. Yeah. But there's no there's no caution or anything about the addictive nature. And as Facebook learned that this is an addictive um, product, they never did anything or said anything about it. And in fact, they doubled down by creating a, an algorithm that would make it more addictive because you're getting more of what you want to say. So I think that's that the perspective. Purdue Pharma, right? You know, who created OxyContin. If they can get away with not saying, hey, this is highly addictive, then that's a drug. Well, well, they have disclaimers on those. Yeah, they do now because of all the lawsuits and stuff. Okay, so fine. If you're Facebook, if you're Instagram, TikTok, whatever, have a minimum age. You got to be 13 or you lie about your age. You hit the box. Hey, I consent that I'm aware that this is not maybe good for my mental health. It can be addicting. You know, proceed with caution at your own risk type of thing. And if kids are lying about that, they're lying about that. But I don't see the difference in kids consuming porn then. Like, you don't see porn sites being shut down. Like, those are accessible for children. Yeah, I mean, but there's a disclaimer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Usually so, there's something that says, are you 18 years right. older? Right. And to proceed. I do think if we were to bring a, like a child psychologist on to talk about like the, you know, benefits, uh, there's not even benefits, the opposite of a benefit. <laughs> what is the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The downside, downside to yeah. social media and children. Um, there's so many, there's downside to adults being on social media to where people are uninstalling apps and realizing that it's robbing them of productivity and stuff. So if adults are having a tough time with it, then children are definitely having a tough time with it. The point of the matter is, is like the Senate hearing basically forced him to turn around and apologize. And I thought that the way he handled it was really well done. Right. 
And I thought you were because like, he had no option. Yeah, you're like he didn't really have to. I'm like, oh, he kind of did. He would have had to. It would have been all over the news. He couldn't even turn around and face the parents and this and that. But I thought he did it. Didn't even think about it. Turned around and said, "This were not our intentions." Blah 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 blah. And I thought it was really well done. Yeah, but I thought I just thought it was an interesting thing that um, I think that there is some weight that Facebook should take on with this. But I definitely think I'm with you. I think it's the, Consent, the parents, age. the parents. I think that, you know, and obviously this is a horrible thing that happened to these kids. I mean, if they've taken their lives and things of that nature. And and obviously I think that the parents that were there were would call themselves victims. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I guess the question is, in our society, if if social media for a kid has gotten out of hand where it's now impacted their uh, their mental, mental well-being, mm -hmm. are they a victim of social media? I don't or, think it's any different than the porn industry or the music industry. I think that a parent has to be responsible for what it's like. My sister doesn't let her small children watch cer certain shows on YouTube, on television, because they're not appropriate for kids. Right. It's no different than that. Like right. you, she could be an irresponsible parent just letting them watch rated R movies. Right. But it's her responsibility to, you know, monitor what their intake is. And there are ways in, through your devices to mm -hmm. make sure your kids don't download yeah, things that it. they don't want. Right. And so I think I do think that the to me, the responsibility and I'm not saying that the, the, the you know, the passing of these children are all on the shoulders of the parents. Obviously, I mean, you know. There's the content that's out there, and there's a lot of things that come together with that. But I do think it's as a parent, it's your responsibility. But there were certain shows when our kids were, you know, let's say 10, 11 years old, that they were more grown up shows, and they just weren't allowed to watch them. Right. And one of our kids got caught watching <laughs> right. them. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty Little Liars was that in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Don't name her. But she got in a lot of trouble. Right. Why? Because if you would have come to us and said, hey, I think I'm mature enough to watch this show. All of my friends are watching it. We would have had a conversation about it. We probably would have let her watch it. Like right. Jordan did that actually with Euphoria. Mm -hmm. Euphoria is highly inappropriate, like right? Crazy. But she was 16, 17 years old. She said, Mom, my friends watch this show. It's highly inappropriate. And there's a lot of sex scenes. Mm -hmm. They do drugs, sex, alcohol, all the stuff. You don't want us watching, but it's a pretty good show. Is it okay if I watch it? I was like, I'll watch it with you. And I was like, holy shit. You're like, oh, this is not appropriate for right. me. <laughs> it was not appropriate for me, but at least she was open and like we watched it together. And I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. Right. But shows like that whole, they have, they're not held to any type of responsibility. No. Right. No, there's no consent. Right. And so I'm responsible as the parent for right. either condoning it or disallowing it. So I hope that when people listen to this, like this is a healthy conversation yeah. to have because and we're not saying we're right. No, these we're just, we're just, we're just, we're just yeah. throwing I'm it out there expert. so that you know that, but these are things that are going to end up on your ballot at yeah. some point, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to vote. Um, should, you know, the government mandate because in China, like, you know, you can't get on TikTok, mm -hmm. right? And or you they have a certain type of TikTok that's just educational. Right. And so obviously we don't want to turn into a communist country, but I think that there is something that could be said with making sure that there's some type of age requirement yeah. because uh, 
obviously we know that there's an addictive nature, just like we found out with cigarettes, right? right? And so yep. I think that's a good, a good one. Okay, so then moving on, in that same conversation, I said, hey, my mom's going to want to watch the Grammys and you're not going to be home, so tell me how to use the smart TV to right. turn them on. And you were like, oh, the Grammys is on CBS. Or <laughs> I go, okay, what the, no, how I do you know that? And right. you were like, oh, you don't know the difference between NBC and ABC and CBS? I'm like, I don't know the associated that- number that goes with that. Okay, That's wait, dumb. wait a second. And you thought it was the most ridiculous thing. You were like, <laughs> you don't remember what network the Cosby okay, show comes on? So why would I know that? So there was two parts of this. One, we live in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people just think about your hometown. Okay. Uh, and obviously, if you're outside of Southern California, if you're in Northern California, okay. if you're in New York, you have stations and then you have the number of the station back in the day. Okay. Right? Even to this day now, if you have cable, you probably have stations and channels. Who has that is what I'm saying. When I was a kid uh-huh. in Southern California. A long time ago. A long time ago. Channel 2 was always CBS. Okay. Channel 4 was always NBC. How, I said, how do you know this? Because. But you don't even know your driver's license number. Right, right. That's my issue. Your priorities are all fucked up because you know the network association with, oh, that's Channel 2 local news well, on it was, ABC. Who cares? Learn your driver's license number. Well, that was, okay. You you, you had a, a slight point there. Okay. But, and then I made him learn his driver's license Right number. on the spot. And yeah. I, know, I know it for sure. I, I can't tell too. you. I'm not going to tell you guys, but that's my, <laughs> I know my driver's license number. But I, I just was amazed that as a kid, that wasn't something locked in your memory. No. You didn't watch cartoons. Each station had sets of cartoons. I knew, like, hey, ABC is Channel 7. No. Okay, so. KCAL 9. 9. But it's not KCAL 9 everywhere. I know that. It's only KCAL 9 for you when you were a I, kid. I understand. Also, we don't have KCAL 9 anymore. Does that still exist? I don't know. Right. So how do you know this? It's, I said, but I'm just saying. This is the equivalent of like sending someone. One time I asked my brother-in-law, Tony, do you want anything from Del Taco? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, give me a number two with extra ketchup. I was like, a number two? How do you know what that is? And he goes, oh, yeah, give me a number two. Who orders by number? That's like a psychopath. Well, I, Wait, I went to Del Taco because every now and then they have these like spicy uh, shrimp tacos. And so they right. happen to have them. So I went. I was like, yeah, and I'll take a number two with extra ketchup. Just like he said, I get back and he goes, oh, sis, what, what is this? I, I wanted a burger. I said, well, you didn't order a burger. You ordered a number two. And he goes. Well, this isn't a number two. I said, that is a number two, my friend. They change the numbers. You can't be ordering by number. <laughs> so that's how I feel when you tell that's me not the you same. don't know what ABC and NBC. That's not the, these 9. are national networks. That's so, not national. Okay. It's for no, 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 no. It is so channel thirteen, mm-hmm. channel nine, right? Are they're local? They're they're local stations, okay. and, and I think it was that's uh, not national then. National stations are CBS, NBC, and ABC. Okay, right, and then Fox. Okay, right. Those are national networks. They will be different numbers everywhere, but in Southern that's California, who gives a shit? It was the point. My- I was like, you, your priorities are messed up on what you're committing to your memory. This, what do you want me to do? We don't it? even have cable anymore. No, I know. I don't even know if those. It was the fact that you try to check me that I didn't know what number you know CBS what number. used to you, be. Okay, okay. You I know don't what know number. any of that. Fox the only is the, thing what I, number is Fox? 
11? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know you know. But that's it. <laughs> and the only other thing I know is my mom used to watch Eyewitness News on Channel 7, but I have no clue what network that is. I bet you do. 7. Yeah. That's what a- is it? It's ABC. Yeah. Why do I care about that? I, I shouldn't care about that. You shouldn't care, no. but you should know it. No. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of the Grammys, uh... You know, Jay-Z wins some award. I don't know if it was a Lifetime Achievement Award, but he went up and brought Blue Ivy up, and that was really cute. And he was like, I'm nervous in front of my daughter. And then he kind of slipped it in there that he was a little pissed off that Beyonce has won so many Grammys, but never won uh, any, like, album of the year. Right. Which she looks a little mortified when he kind of threw it out there. Trust me, I'm pretty sure that's bedtime conversations at some point. Oh, I'm point. sure. Yeah. I, so he's not like speaking alone, but I'm sure she probably didn't want him to like call everybody. But he literally called out everyone that's affiliated. He said, some with- of y'all got nominated and you didn't even deserve the nomination. Right. <laughs> and people were like, oh, and he goes, I'm sorry. I speak the truth when I'm nervous. Right. And I think it was just one of those things where you're watching it and you go, oh, wow. Like when you are a you know a billionaire in the industry and you're like, I don't really care if I get this award, but I think the truth should be told because he also talked about the fact that um, the rap album of the year was not televised in 1989 when Mm -hmm. Fresh Prince and, uh, but it's not televised today. Mm. So who won Best Rapper of the Year? You probably don't know. It was Mm. Killer Mike. Mm. That was not televised. Was he the one that got in the fight and got dragged out? That's why they didn't televise it. But do you think about like, it's interesting because this is hip hop's 50th year anniversary. Yeah. You think that they would say, okay, let's just televise this one particular genre of music that has impacted all the other genres yeah. of music, right? The beats, many... the tempo, all that stuff right. is, is impacted. Some, now it's country music that yeah. sounds like rap. Do you know how many Grammys uh, Jay Z has won, Beyonce and Jay Z have together? Ooh, okay, 42. 56. Oh, do you know that in 2000, uh, in 2022, Beyonce tied Jay-Z as the most nominated artist in Grammy history with 88 nominations? 88. Do you know what a freaking force that couple is? Yeah. Like to say, oh, your dad and I have both been nominated 88 times. But yeah, don't walk past that trophy wall over there without putting some respect on our name because we have. 56 Grammys between the two of us. But they've never won an album of the year. That's wild. Right. And then I was like, okay, people are all upset because Taylor Swift had the best year of her life, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, Beyonce couldn't have won this year because, you know, Renaissance came out in 2022. Right. She toured in 2023. Taylor was like, well, I'm going to come out with an album in 2023 and I'm going to tour in 2023 and then I'm going to put it in movie theaters in 2023. It's just like. So, so we were like, she has literally had the best year of her entire life. 100%. Times, and worth, you know, and, and, person. And, and deserved it. Yeah. 100%. And all I'm waiting for now is for the Super Bowl to be the Taylor Bowl. And, you know, she goes, she watches her boyfriend win the Super Bowl. And my money is like he proposed. My my money is on if he wins, he better propose to her on the sidelines. And then that, my friends, would be like that's the best year a woman could ever have. Right? Because you got the love, you got the right. money, you had the hits. Like you, oh, you have it all. Like that's goals. I I do feel like and I'm not even a huge Taylor Swift fan, but right. I'm here for it. Like that is a great accomplishment in a year. I do think that the Grammys was missing Kanye West running up on the stage oh, and saying, 
messing Beyonce with that Beyonce had girl. the best oh my God. <laughs> video Awful. ever made. <laughs> Awful. Um, so so I, I'm glad you know your I, driver's license number 100%. Now. So I have another one. Okay. One one last one. Okay. So this this past week, uh, our, our good friend Elon Musk mm-hmm. got snubbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... Say what you will. He's some, not our good friend, by the way. I know we don't, we don't know, know him Elon. that person, but uh-huh. you know what, Elon? If you want to come on the Push Podcast, we we oh definitely got some questions for you. Um, but I will tell you, he's a controversial person. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the, obviously the CEO of X, Tesla, Starlink, you know, Whatever. every single uh-huh. SpaceX, everything. But he he basically had a ten year compensation package that was basically generated 10 years ago with tesla with tesla the company he founded the company he founded uh and at the time he negotiated his compensation uh the company was worth 50 billion dollars okay as of 2021 that company was had reached a trillion dollar evaluation Mm -hmm. which is astounding Mm -hmm. and so the deal that he basically created he took he basically had no pay for 10 years Mm -hmm. so Everyone listening to this, would you take a job and not get paid for 10 Absolutely years? Absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. right? But he did it, mm-hmm. and it was purely based on performance, right? And there was like 12 specific um, metrics. metrics that he had to hit in order to get paid. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, oh, you hit your revenue target. Oh, you hit your profit target. Mm-hmm. But he had to raise the market cap. He had to do all these things. Mm-hmm. So he registers a company in Delaware, mm-hmm. right? Because, because he thought the, lay, the laws are yeah, so he a thought, bit more business friendly. Right. So the, Apparently, so he thought there are thousands of companies that get registered in Delaware per year specifically because of their laws. Right. That may change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now the 10 years is up and he is due his pay. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that Tesla has grown to be this monster of a company, uh, I believe they broke all kinds of records. They are they sell more electric vehicles than all the car companies combined, mm-hmm. right? And I think most people are really happy with their Tesla. Mm-hmm. And so he was supposed to receive 56 billion dollars mm-hmm. in cash in, in stock payouts not a like a cash payout but mm-hmm. in stock options basically that we're going to vest and the judge denied it mm-hmm. so um basically voided his compensation and so now they said basically said that the amount that he was going to get was was absurd outrageous and he should not be and they basically said that the shareholders that voted now, main, mind you, any type of deal, the, all the shareholders, even you, if you have one share, you get a vote. Mm-hmm. Voted, I guess it was like seventy percent of shareholders voted to say yes, we agree on this compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the judge said no, that the pe- the people on the board were too close to him, and all of these different stipulations. But the crazy thing is, is that. Every shareholder that owns um, Tesla, Tesla stock also benefited for the 10x or mm-hmm. however many x you know that it went up in stock value as well. But now the actual owner doesn't get to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, the company I founded that I started. He was sleeping I, sleeping right. on the factory floor. Right. And so, to like, just to company. give you an idea, it says Tesla has a net worth of $584.96 billion. So that's, let's just call it $585 billion. Right. And this man was trying to get $60 billion. 
51. So 10%. 10%. 10% of the company you founded 10 years ago and you didn't get anything for. And just by the way, in the last year, it has increased by 28.26%. So you, you earned the company a 30% increase and they won't pay you your money. All the shareholders benefited yeah. from that. But now you own a Tesla. You're right. like, oh yeah, give the man his money. I'm like, pay that yeah. man. This, right? Thank you for this car. And we're not talking like he's just yeah. going to get a, a, a check to 56, 50 right. something billion dollars. He's getting stock options. Right. right? And so he's got a vest. It's, it's a wild thing. But it makes you think, like as an entrepreneur, like I'm furious, right? You're thinking <laughs> if I do something extraordinary, and I, you know, change people's lives by allowing creating a vehicle that saves the money, helps the environment, yeah. all the things. And I can't have your money. Now, now you can't have your money because it's so, too much. Somebody so said it's too it's, much. It's yeah. Someone said it's too much for you to get. Yeah. Right. And so I just think that that is crazy to me and i just i don't know i'm very capitalistic like you want right. to make millions and millions of dollars come up with millions and millions worth of ideas like that are going to warrant a 585 billion dollar company yeah pay the man his money you know how many people he's employed yeah thousands like, he, hundreds of thousands out of all i think yeah. all his companies i think he has 112,000 employees hmm. Like, and he built multiple companies. Mm -hmm. And so people who are not friendly with capitalism say that, oh, he's got way too much money. M most of his money is in stock, mm -hmm. right? He's about worth about 200 and something billion dollars, all in stock. But who is the it's dictator of like, what is too much money? And like, I hate when people are like, well, he could, you know, end child hunger. Why is it his responsibility to do that though? Like his but responsibility seen... is to build companies and like change the car right. industry and right. whatever else he wants to do. Uh, and I'm sure like no one's saying he's not charitable. He's just fighting for the company that he built to pay. Well, him. I mean, we're seeing it every single day with people fleeting countries that have very socialistic policies mm -hmm. and communistic policies of, of doing exactly that, yeah. taking money and, and feeding people because they get, obviously there's lack of freedom in that mm -hmm. right and you can't pursue a level of excellence or greatness like you can in america in so that's what brings yeah. people over here mm -hmm. but i i will tell you this if you want to know <laughs> how things would operate if you take capitalism out of things go look at the dmv mm. exactly how the dmv operates is how the world would operate well i think you need to explain and give people <laughs> well it would context. be slow mm -hmm. it would be the yeah, dmv is slow the dmv is slow is uh, it's unpractical mm -hmm. like it took them so long to just to be able to register your stuff on online, mm -hmm. right? Like everything is slow, mm -hmm. nothing is competitive, and because it's not competitive, and there's no one in the in the in the market, you're subject to going to a place that takes forever. It's awful, and it's not a great experience, mm -hmm. right? But things that have comp competition from a, a, an economic standpoint are faster, better, and they're they're based on producing something that's the best for the consumer, mm -hmm. for you and I, mm -hmm. right? And I think that when, when when someone like an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos creates something that employs a bunch of people, creates sub-industries within that industry, let them get their money. Yeah. But I think we're moving towards an era where everything's regulated, like Airbnbs, let's just say. Do you know I got an email the other day? I you know have hosted for many years like these amazing retreats in Oceanside, and these multi-million dollar beachfront properties that I rent, you know, with like 10 bedrooms, they're amazing. 
And Oceanside, well, this rental place that I've rented with for many years sent a, an, a letter to me asking me to sign a petition because the whole city of Oceanside is trying to ban any short-term rentals. Mm. Imagine how many people own Airbnbs that like, well, now you're about to be asked out right. because you can't rent those out. And right. I do understand the flip side because 100%. one day when I own a $10 million beach home, I don't want to have do parties. Do you think that I want a different neighbor <sighs> next door to me every single day having parties, getting drunk on the roof, like ruining my zen? I don't want that. Right. So I understand, but I also think like sometimes there's just so many regulations. But I think like an industry like Airbnb, it's a new industry. There's like, hey, we got to see how this rolls, see what happens. And then realize like, oh, this is actually impacting the housing industry. Right. Like this is a bigger thing than we thought. So yes, there are regulations that are necessary, but it's just, it's interesting. So the reason we want to talk about this stuff is because these are the conversations that we have on any given Tuesday right. in right. our home amongst us. We find laughter, we find commonalities, we have discussions and we are a family of debates. And mm -hmm. so we want to like weigh all the sides and so, you know, we're not trying to be experts at anything, but these are good conversations to have with your friends, your family, your coworkers, and just see like, what are the right things? Because right. at some point we will be voting on stuff like this. And mm -hmm. I think you got to like, look at all the angles. And so that's why we wanted to share this hopefully funny, but also enlightening <laughs> conversation with you. It's a little bit different than the episodes we normally have, but. You know, hey, yeah. welcome to our lives. Yeah, we give you a little commercial break in, in our normal. And on uh, the next episode, we're going to talk about sex oh, because there, we have uh, it. there is this post that I saw today. And this girl, her name is Emily Morse. She has an account on Instagram with uh, 600,000 followers. And I'm going to try to get her on the podcast. But today she posted this thing and it says her, her account, by the way, is sex with Millie. And it says. A sex act that you're dying to try, but only with the right partner. Go. And there are thousands of comments on this. And so I read them and I was like, honey, when you got home from work, I was like, do you know what pegging is? <laughs> All right, everyone, push through. So that's, <laughs> that's how we're going to end this podcast. But I'm going to find her. I'm going to ask her to come on the podcast. And we're going to talk about sex because there are some things that I had to Google. I think you think everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know. Go look it up. See what go. pegging is. All we'll right. See you guys in the next episode. Push Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review leave your handle and until next time push through